ridiculous. We're wild. We're live, son. Live. You're being ridiculous. We are live. <laughs> I've been trying to get you to do a podcast for months. Don't start. Do not start. And I'm the one being ridiculous. Well, it took me that long to get you over here to the Fortress of Solitude. Well, we have other options. Yeah, other. but you won't figure out how to make your computer work. Well, it started working yesterday. Oh, well, just magically. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, had nothing to do uh, with my supposedly changing the password. That's the, Ever since you did that. I did not do that. Ever since you I, did that. I did not do that. Sometimes it just won't even come on. It's got a... <laughs> like I hacked into your computer. It's got a spinny... <laughs> <laughs> it's got a spinny thing in the middle of it. I told you I had a virus. I mean, what you been looking at on that thing? Nothing. We use it for the podcast, and that's it. And then, t- well, I check my bank account. Wow, you might Ooh. not want to do that until you get some uh, virus software. Are you serious? Uh, I mean, it, it might be the smart thing to do. It's got a lock on the thing on the website when you look it up. It says locked. <laughs> I almost said red blooded. <laughs> Off the Elevator. We're back. Welcome to Off the Elevator <laughs> Podcast, where we talk about faith and addiction when we can get Jesse to be serious. Oh, my God. We talk about faith and addiction when Joseph's not being ridiculous. So most of the time, it's just... <laughs> Ridiculousness. To, most of the time, we're just listening to Jesse laugh. <laughs> it's like... What's going to make her laugh now? Yeah, you being ridiculous. A car rode down the road and blew the horn. <laughs> wow. At least you didn't say anything about all them bunnies outside. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so what's up, cuh? Not much, homie. Freaking working and being crazy and yeah. I don't know. It's been a minute. Right. It's been Yeah, it's been a good while, but we, we're about to, like in all seriousness, we've got to utilize our other capabilities to keep this podcast rolling right well you, you gotta figure out how to make this this thing work through zoom because you know i yeah. got to see your face when i'm talking to you yeah yeah we'll do it so the next one let's just go ahead and plan on doing that all right we'll just and well, how one, about you work it out i mean because it is on your end oh it's all my fault <laughs> isn't it it's all my. Uh, I mean, you, you got to get the technology worked out. Oh, so you need to get the ratchet loon in there, <laughs> there and have go. him hook it up. It's Cooney that has to figure it out and just tells me, "Hi, right, Daddy, go ahead." Talk. I mean, he's eighteen and like you know, roaming around these days, going to concerts, hanging out with what friends. Was that Skid Row song? Eighteen and alive, you got it. <laughs> eighteen and alive, you know. Wow, where's the air guitar? You'll crime it. That's you. I'm singing. <laughs> That was a good song. That was a really good song. Yeah. I'm all about some Skid Row. Not to mention that Sebastian Bach is kind of annoying outside of that. So leading into that, me and you was talking the other day. Right. About triggers. Triggers. What what exactly is a trigger? You define trigger. Define it. In the concept in which we were talking about it, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think we, you know, I have had some stuff happening. Um, you know, family stuff, and my mom is, my grandmother passed away a few months ago, and my mom lives with her in Virginia, and now my mom's moving back here, and there's all this stuff going on, and all this family, and everybody has an opinion, and, you know, it's been, 
I guess, four years since my mom lived uh, locally. And since then, obviously, uh, I'm, I have them sober, mm-hmm. you know. And I found myself in this situation where I was dealing with, you know, and I have to do air quotes, feelings um, that felt very similar. You got on new glasses? Um, I had new glasses for like three months now. Okay. My bad. All right. I mean, I was at your house when I got them, remember? I said, I check out these new glasses. I didn't notice the brown on the side. Oh, yeah, right. the brown. You like Go the ahead. little yeah. diamonds, the bling yeah. bling? Yeah, usually you're straightforward in my face. Now you're turned sideways right there, so. I know, because you're in the small chair. Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Anyway, um, now you made me lose my train of thought. What was I saying? You was talking about your grandmother past and having to travel to your mom's. Oh, and- yeah, when I said feelings. Um, if, you know, old um what's the word old things let's just start there you know which i associated that feeling to oh it's going to be like that again mm-hmm. oh it's going to be like this it's never going to change it's always going to be this way you know all those things that we say to ourselves and and i didn't catch it per se right up front right when it when all of it started happening um it was uncomfortable, but not unmanageable. And I know that a lot of that has to do with my, you know, my spiritual condition mm-hmm. when I go into situations where family is involved. Right. Right? Like, when I go into situations with my mom and my sister um, where I feel like it's them against me. Right. And I say feelings in air quotes because one of the things I realized in this is that, you know, I'm like, I became really overwhelmed with mom and sister, right? Like, really, not right away. I was able to rock through it for the first little bit. And when all this started happening and the phone calls and this and and all the stuff, right? Looking at houses and, you know, but then it gets, you know, it gets a little more. And, And if I don't figure out how to use the tools that I have learned, then... The enemy will say, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Here's an opportunity to sneak in and say all of those things. Yeah. Oh, this is how it's going to be. Mom's coming back. So then my brain goes to that place, you know, five years ago where I felt, you know, devalued, where I felt like my opinion didn't matter, where I felt... um, they didn't care, you know, when I felt that my mother loves her more than she loves me. All of these things that are not true or that I had picked up along the way without having the right coping mechanisms, you just kind of make things happen in your mind, mm-hmm. right? Like, do I believe my mother loves my sister more than me? Absolutely not. And, and I know that because I have two children. Yeah, and I could. I I'm telling you, you know, you don't love one child more than the other. Oh, absolutely. So, <clears throat> are you saying those? As it now, when I'm thinking trigger, I'm thinking something that makes you feel, or something that you recognized in the past, to where you'd have been like, okay, yeah, I'm about to drown this out. Oh, I'm, for sure. I'm about to pour all kinds of alcohol I on mean, top you did, of this. I mean, you didn't even let me get to it. You you just I mean you didn't even let me get okay get go get to my to the meat I what? mean what's happening here now all of a sudden I'm being interviewed on my own podcast well you know sometimes Jesse will will 
We'll People get, like to hear what I have to say. Continue. Well, continue. I mean, let's just be clear. Now that he's just pointed out, I needed to get to the obvious. <laughs> I had a complete breakdown in the car, in the driveway, right. crying on the phone to my mother over something completely ridiculous. And I don't even, I'm so ridiculous, I don't even know what it was. But at that moment, when I was coming completely unglued, I realized that I would have dealt with this situation much differently. Yeah. Right? I would have, and I had this like, I mean, it was just this opportunity. I mean, I can't even explain it to you. I'm sitting in the car. I'm like completely overwhelmed. I'm on the phone with my mother, and I'm like, and I just like vomit all of this stuff. Right. Like, I can't do this again. Yeah. Is kind of how I started it, you know. I can't go, you know, and I said to her, you know, I can't go back to that place. Mm-hmm. And it was just a floodgate open, right? Like, going back to that place. There, whatever, the, whatever, and when I say trigger, there's an association in that whole dynamic that is the trigger, right? It's not just one thing that says, oh, I want to go get loaded, it's a compilation of the di- the dynamic between the three of us. But I've realized that a lot of that is self-manufactured. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll give you an example when it comes to my sister. You know, I am the youngest and I always wanted to be like her and she was, you know, the coolest. And for whatever reason, I just felt like... We couldn't connect in that she didn't care and that, you know, all, all of the things, you know, she's the bigger sister and, you know, I'm never, never going to be good enough. And, you know, after I got sober and, you know, I started going through making my amends and, you know, she was on my list for, you know, being what I did in turn. Let me back up. What I did in turn to that is just completely backed away from her. Um, I kept her completely at arm's length because that was how I dealt with everything. You know, you can't hurt me if I don't let you get close to me. And I did that a lot. And that required a lot of drinking to deal with. Not just her, but I mean, I literally literally did that with everything in my life that I felt was a threat to me as a person. Um, but, you know, I remember when I was making amends to her and she was so genuine and kind that and and i don't want to say i was surprised like she wasn't a nice person that's not what i'm saying it was just i saw her in a different way and in the midst of this breakdown in my driveway now fast forward a couple of years i'm like okay you know the enemy's trying to say that i can't deal with this you know this is why i drank Mm -hmm. and how many times did i say that you know yeah mom's coming over I would make sure I had a good buzz before she got here, and um, she didn't really approve of drinking. Obviously, you've all heard my story um, in that fashion, so I would discreetly make them and, and take them upstairs. I'd make my drinks and take them upstairs. Like There was no being present with her because, just like everyone else, I had to keep her at arm's length. So, But sitting there going, okay, here's the opportunity in, in the van, in the driveway, going, this this is happening. You know, she's moving back. 
this dynamic of me and her, my sister, is now about to be for real. Like, yeah. in my face. Right. <laughs> like, in my face. And uh, I can use the tools that I have and, and try to deal with it. I can try to drown it out. Drowning it out looks like much, much different forms now because God has relieved me of the desire to drink. But it can come in the amounts of cookies or ice cream or binge-watching Chicago PD, as I've said before. But they all have the same trigger. It all has the, I have to drown it out. Yeah. I have to change the way that I feel. So, in defining trigger, mm-hmm. you would say one of yours. Oh, that's totally what you asked me to begin with. Yeah. And I just went on a tangent, and a then story. When, and then when I tried to reel you back <laughs> oh, in, right. you oh. was like, what are you doing? Oh, you wanted a definition. Oh, and I just totally <laughs> blurted out the story. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. I'm ridiculous. Now, now, see, you rubbed your ridiculousness off on me. Uh, so, what would be your definition of trigger? Um, kind of the opposite of my definition of acceptance. Kind of, right? Like, when I am disturbed by a person, place, or thing. When something happens that says to me in my brain or my feelings, which can falsely tell my brain, I can't deal with this. Yeah. It's unacceptable. Um, you know, and that comes in, in different forms for different people. Um, but that's, you know, when I think it trigger and when I, so I go, I'll give you another example. So as rudimentary as I can, when we stop drinking, you know, I didn't go to the bar. Right. You know, sitting on sitting in that stool in my spot at that side of the bar made me want to drink. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said that cuz you know, that triggered me to want to drink. Cuz as you're as you're explaining the the story with your mom and uh sister and stuff, I'm thinking to myself this this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Man, my, mine are way more simpler than that. Really? I'm, You're simple. You know, you, and sometimes they are simple. So, but and there, but there's two things there, right? Like, as I th- when I think about triggers and when I notice them, because me and you had the conversation, what, a week or so ago about triggers? Mm-hmm. And I noticed it. If there's a time where you say to yourself, if I was still drinking, I would go drink. That is still you thinking about drinking. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's the same concept. So, so, so as, what I do, like I said, it fills with something else. Mm-hmm. I go to the kitchen and get a tub of ice cream out of the freezer. Right. You know, I you know I sit down in front of the TV for four or five hours in a row. I just go on a break dance and tear. Stop. Like I'll break dance for like <laughs> seven or eight hours straight, nonstop. Or I'll robot. Wow. See the ridiculousness I deal with? Or you scroll Facebook or TikTok for three hours. Well, I don't have TikTok. Oh, you have Facebook Reels, which is virtually the same thing. Nonetheless. I'm just saying. So, so if in my mind, I'm like, well, okay. And in, in the topic of triggers, then it is obvious that I have, in fact, indeed, thought about drinking way more than i thought i have mm. but here Kate, here's an example you've thought about changing the way you feel well maybe so 
let, let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. Something so simple. You ever, you ever heard that song, Psycho Killer? Oh, my God. Here we go, y'all. Sing it. You don't want me to sing it. <laughs> you don't want me. To, I believe it's the Talking Heads. That, so it's so, an alternative song? So, Psycho Killer. Keska say, fa 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 better run 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 away. Okay. Oh, I I I absolutely wanted you to sing that. That was incredible. When I was drinking and that song would come on, oh, I'm telling you what, or I could be, it'd be like one o'clock on a Sunday, and I hear that song. It's straight to the beer store, son. I mean, it's funny that you use that song as an example, because we were sitting in your driveway a few weeks ago, listening to music, and you said this song, and it was not that song. It was a totally different song. But that's my point. They are so many songs. Coney, Coney was up there. We was up at my mom's the other night, and he was playing music, and he played that song, and I was like, oh, dude, like, I would get tore up to this song. So how does it make you feel now? Is it just like a, a? I mean, it makes me think about that. But that's not necessarily a trigger, right? Like you didn't get up but and try it, to change the way you feel. Like no, you, no. you had a memory. It was just like okay. It was just like it. Tr- uh, it, it that's trigger in the form of verb. Like it triggered a memory of drinking. Of drinking, not right. necessarily a. It triggered you to change the way you feel. Right. Exactly. So, like today, on my way up here, I stopped by the gas station. It was about 12 o'clock. You know, it wasn't too hot. It was, we, we got some big-time overcast going on in Georgia today. We've just had, what, a stretch of two or three weeks of just fire coming from that yellow <laughs> thing up in the sky. Just Truth. Just the oppression of the sun coming down <laughs> upon us with humidity and just and the, and the sprinkles of showers in between well, to make it a sauna. Well, I know it's either it's either hot as Hades, or it's just pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. And uh, but anyhow, so somewhat I got up this morning. I had to plug my tire, by the way, to you come totally up here. Totally left the middle of the store. You stopped at the gas station and well, you... I'm, I'm breaking it down. Oh my god! So I get out there. I got ten <laughs> ply tires. I had nobody knows what ten ply tires are. That's a thick tar. Okay. First of all, it's tire T I R E tire. So because I work in the landfill, mm-hmm. I, I run thick tars. <laughs> so my tars don't get a bunch of nails and screws. Is that tars like T A R S? Yeah, however, however it is. So. I had a tar that had been going flat about every day, and I've been airing it up. And I said, well, if I'm going to take the 45-minute trek to Canton, I need to go on ahead and plug these tars because I don't need to have a flat on the interstate. Wow. The, the freeway? <laughs> the interstate. <laughs> the, the freeway. <laughs> and uh, Interstate. <laughs> so I get out there wallering my big fat tail in, on the driveway. And I had to put two plugs in it. One was a screw that didn't go all the way through. So anyhow, out there just sweating like a hog, blah, blah, blee, blee. Go in the house, eat me some lunch, take me a shower, hit the, hit the gas station. And I don't know why in my head it clicked. And I looked at my watch 
because I didn't even wear a watch then. But I was like, oh, they're selling beer right now. This is totally the time I used to buy beer on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I had the thought in my head, man, Sundays was rough. Like Sunday, Saturday night didn't have nothing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because I would start drinking at 12, because at, I live, what, 45 seconds from the store? Mm-hmm. I'd start drinking at 12.02 all the way till about midnight one two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and uh but no just that thought so in my head thinking about triggers it's things that bring back those thoughts of when i did drink i think that i think i can agree to that and I'm, I'm thankful to god that that's as far as it goes i think that when you said that i was thinking um a compilation of those triggers yeah without the proper mindset could could result yeah in in something for us that we don't want Maybe right what i'm thinking is more of just memories of habit so if you if you went down if you went down say you experienced the same types of thing that triggered it now that was just so you've been to that gas station umpteen yeah. times, yeah. probably at noon. And let me, let me probably, say this. you know what I'm saying? Let, like, me, let me let me be real selfish about this gas station. <laughs> wow, here we go, y'all. I, I'm sort of ticked off. They ain't asked me why I don't buy beer there no more because it's been almost two years. I mean, I was supposed to be the economic downfall of that gas station. That's right. When I quit drinking. That's right. They didn't miss a beat. I thought about that, too. Uh-huh. The, the main dude in there, man, he's cool. You know, we talk back and forth. And uh, he's my buddy. And he's not the one I always fuss at about gas prices. That's his <laughs> uncle. This is the, the other guy that actually owns it. And I come in. And he calls me by my, his name, Scott. He knows my last name, Scott. So he's always like, what up, Scott? And I'd be like, what up, Scott? And we got our own little thing, and I'm just waiting on this dude to say, "Hey, why don't why don't you buy no more beer?" Right? But he don't say it. I know. We we think that you know just <laughs> that gas station around revolved, us. revolved around me when I, I was drinking. I think the same thing. I'm surprised that the package store didn't go out of business. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. So yeah. But back to what I was saying. You've been in that store probably at the same time, probably relatively in the same manner. Probably in the same heat situation mm-hmm. and not had that happen. Right. So, you know, when I was sitting here thinking, oh, if you, if you have a constant trigger, but it's probably not the same situation as if you don't drink, mm-hmm. like we had on the last podcast, and you drink mocktails. You go to the bar and you drink mocktails. Like, how long am I going to go to the place that triggers me or makes me think about drinking and that was a little more obvious right you go to a bar obviously it's going to make you think about drinking but you know and do that until i don't so i guess it's still it's two different concepts yeah. right yeah because i i don't think i've ever had any i didn't realize we weren't on the same yeah we weren't well, on the same page but about no, that. i think i think it's interesting though because i'm thinking to myself okay there was obviously some things the reason that I became an alcoholic, some some things I was covering up. Some di- biggins, as you said. Yeah, didn't want to think about, sure. didn't want to deal with. Sure. But it's like, it's like, 
did those things get drowned so far down way back when in my early 20s that they just don't even bother me no more? Hmm. I don't know. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's, you know, for like me, it's I, a little different because I went through the step process and I went through the fourth step and I went through yeah. writing everything down and going through it and talking about it and like understanding it. So I had a different process in my sobriety than you did. Um, well, let me take that back then because I'm just thinking. So Thursday and Friday, I was really aggravated. Thir- that's little, this chair. No, that air. Like, oh. I was like, oh, it's so hot in here. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm frigid. So, Thursday and Friday, I was aggravated and stressed out. Right. So Me then, too. Then I, had, then I had those thoughts that that come after that. You know, I had the opportunity to go to the hunting club, but just didn't feel good about it. What are those thoughts? As far as what? When you said those thoughts that come to me. Is it similar to the thoughts that I had? Like, um, no, it's the thoughts is, that I just explained. This is always going to be that I went to the the, the convenience oh. store or the song Cooney played Thursday night. You know what I mean? I've not, so I've, it's not the enemy <clears throat> giving you thoughts; it's thoughts of memories. Yeah, that come that are, are in this particular instance came during a, a, a couple of days of being spiritually unfit. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I, I think I'm tracking. Yeah. So you need me to break it down different? No, no, keep going. Okay. So so I'm thinking maybe that is when those times come because I don't write them down and I don't, I don't really think about them much at all unless me and you have a conversation or a podcast about them, you know. The the things that make you think about the, drinking mm-hmm. or when I did drink. Do you Be- notice that because I haven't had the the thought? Ooh, I I can I can run in here and get a a beer real quick and drink it. I haven't had that thought in yeah nineteen months or whatever it is. Right. You know what I mean. But, so my my question to you is I don't know what my question is. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I think this stuff is a lot deeper than. Than what I was prepared for in my whole brain here. To think. And I was thinking, and I'm thinking it's probably much more simple. Like we were, I think we were on opposite ends of the spectrum, which is pretty cool because I think we were like, oh, we're going to talk about this. And and then we're all like, wait, we're not, are we talking about the same thing? Is it, um, so, so I can, so go back to you, super stressed out and thoughts come. Yeah, those thoughts come. That song made me think, holy smokes, I love drinking beer to this song. I, lo- I wish I was drunk right now singing this song. But those are happy memories, right? Like, those aren't. I can't deal. I can't deal with this. I have to right. drown them out. Memories. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. And uh, I'm using the word memory because. And you're uh, using the word happy loosely too. We're not uh, truth. Yeah, truth. Yeah. Um, when I say happy, meaning, you know, we had this. Con- I had this conversation at the at the clubhouse the other day. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, when I drank, I felt good. Yeah, and and what I mean by that is, I drank to cover up everything. It didn't start out that way, but it kind of ended that way. So it it became almost absurd. You know, if I didn't feel good, I had a drink. Mm-hmm. If I had a headache, I had a drink. If I had a bad, you know, what what used to be, oh, I had a tough day at work. I'm gonna have a, you know, cocktail and happy hour. Like you know, you hear that all the time. But mine was like, oh. 
you know, it's not always the big stuff. Oh, my mom's coming. I'm going to have a drink. It w- yeah. it was all the little things like, oh, the kids made a mess and I'm going to I'm going to have a drink. But but it became not just a drink. Yeah. That that I'm going to have a drink cuz my head hurts turns into 6 7 8 9 drinks. I I get and that that's another thing as you was talking, I'm thinking, okay, triggers. What triggered me to drink? When I was drinking, well, I drank every day. When I got off work, I drank every day, all night long. Mm-hmm. I didn't need nothing. All I needed was seven dollars in my pocket, right, to do it. Right. You get what I'm saying? But there had to be something way back when. There had to be something way down in. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it didn't. It may not have necessarily been way back when. Like I, I mean, sometimes I mean I use my family as an example. You know. Um, I could use things that have happened in my marriage. I can use things that have happened in friendships. Things that go, you know, I drank at a lot of things. Okay. So, I'm about, do you got your phone? It's right over there. I don't know if you're going to be able it's, Mine's right there, ain't it? Mm-mm. Mine's in my pocket. Do you remember when we was talking about sin conscious? Yes. Do you remember the scripture that we was reading where it was talking about pronouncing righteousness? Hmm. Was that part of that uh, Armor of God Bible study we were doing? I can't remember. Do you think you can find it? Not without some time. So, so do you think a lot of that is triggers, air quotes, being conscious of how you used to sin, being conscious of your capability to sin? I think it's a type Right. Of sin conscious? So, no, a type of trigger. Right. So let's so if we're talking if we're using it in the form of behavior, mm-hmm. um, what triggers me to have poor behavior? I mean that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah. As opposed yeah. to yeah. you know, um, triggering an allergy in our body or a desire to drink in our body. Well well I guess too though it's also if if we're speaking in sin conscious it's keeping that, not what triggers you to do it, staying aware that you did it. Yeah. I'm re- I, <laughs> that's a big, has been, has been a big part of me. Um, it also kept me drunk. Mm-hmm. The sins and the and and I know that's a, that's a hard word for someone, but but my the Truth things will stand when the world's the far. That's true. The things that I did, um, the sins that that I committed, the behavior that I had, um, it's a compilation that also kept me drunk. Yeah, and kept me in that in that behavior. Right. So then, if you take the alcohol away. I mean, I'm still me. I mean, uh, you know, I can't get away from me no matter where I go. <laughs> yeah. um, I still have to deal with the behavior, with the with the patterns, um, with the things that trigger me. Um, because I would have just put some booze on it, and, and that's and that seems to make a lot of things seemed air quotes to make a lot of things okay for yeah. me in my life. Um. But now that I don't drink, like, what do I do with those things? Like, I was a really bad person. But, you know, but then I get, but then the enemy has a moment in that, too. Oh, she thinks she's a really bad person. 
well, let me remind her of this, and let me remind her of that. And every time I make a mistake, it's always going to be this way. I can't, I can't break free from this. I can't break free from this. This foothold or stronghold or, or bind, whatever you want to call it or you refer to it, um, holds me in that sin pattern, yeah. in that sin consciousness. You know, um, and I, you know, we've had this conversation before. I'll give you an example very, very lightly. Um, I have a potty mouth. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> you know, that, that behavioral pattern, that sin, you know, can, stays around and it gets worse if I'm cognizant, mm-hmm. right? Um, now I have, you know, we talked about this before in the past, prayed a lot. Please remove, you know, one of the reasons why I want to do this James Bible study with you, it's about the power of the tongue. Because my mouth, like my words comes out of my mouth, um, cause harm, and everyone can. Um, <clears throat> but the, the more attention I give those things, the more sin conscious, or conscious, conscious, what's such a weird word? I don't know what. Conscious, wait a minute, the more aware <laughs> right. I am of the sin that sinned, sins, multiple, I previously committed, and if I give them focus, it, it's a waste of time. Yeah, I so, mean, like, like we, like we literally have been redeemed. Exactly. Yeah. Like that is not who we are, mm-hmm. but the enemy can. And you said you read something to me one time about I mean, he can't, you know, he can't. The enemy, you know, the devil can't have our have our souls or whatever, but he can keep us distracted or something of that nature, right? Yeah. Like. He can keep me distracted because if I'm worried about all of those things, I don't have the capacity to receive. So, so in the way you just explained it, though, I think using the word trigger for us, for for people of faith. Oh, I thought you were going to say for drunks. <laughs> I, I think I think it's crutchy. Listen, I, I, do not I, come at me with some crutchy. What? I think it's crutchy to use that word. I think you should to triggers, stand. It, well, I wasn't using the word triggers in the form of, of, of no, faith. No, no, I'm not, chill out. I don't understand. Listen, listen <laughs> I think it's in in the way you just explained it. Using the word, oh, that triggers me. No, you're being a little punk. Stand up, flat footed. Get I'm, in the word of God and and <laughs> and go with that devil and run his tail off. Why, why did I think of that 75 hard? <laughs> you see what I'm – you get what I'm saying? Uh, well, that's courage, strength and courage that you only get from being in the Word. Right, yeah. I, I, let me preface that. Like, it strengthens what you have in you, mm-hmm. right? Um, because the enemy will lie to you. Oh, yeah, 100%. And tell you you got triggers. But the problem with that is, is he's – and, and he's really, really good and really, really sneaky in the situation where we will stand flat-footed with the Word of God in our face and say, nope. Yeah, I've seen you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so we, yeah. can, we can allow the trigger, trigger, or the event or whatever, the sin consciousness, the, the behavior. The crutch. The crutch. To lose our focus, but we have to be willing to be recalibrated. I don't ever want to hear you use that word trigger again. (laughs) 
You hear me? I don't know why. What's wrong with the word trigger? I, it's I, crutchy. It's I think, crutchy. I think it's crutchy. So what? So what do you call it when you when you go into the gas station and have this incredible memory of getting beer and drinking it cold? Oh, uh, get under my feet, Satan! Word, get it, son. You know what I mean. That's right. Don't don't. Mm-mm. No. But that. I but, I serve the King of Kings, the King of Kings. You better get. You better ease out this gas station. All right. Well, let's let's take something that's a little closer, a little closer to your vest. Doesn't have to be the alcohol. What if it has to do with the behavior? My behavior. A behavior. Of what? Uh, that you're trying to be rid of. Oh, all right. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you know. Can you? Can, not can you? Because you can. Will you apply the same principles, right? Because this all goes back to our spiritual condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because you can say, get under my heel. But if you are not in the Word, and you have not gotten yourself in the Spirit, and you have not received, you don't have the ability to say that. Right. There's, and there's a country full of people who can't put down the bottle. A world. An entire world of folks. You know, I mean, and that goes in the same behaviors. I, I me, me, <laughs> not yeah. the bottle, but me and my behaviors. Um, I know it's because, and I don't know why I do it, right? Like, I'll get into a little funk, you know, and you can ask the, the girls in my, in the group that I, the group chat that I'm in, like. Uptown funk gonna give it to you. I mean, I, I will literally isolate. I will just, like, come unplugged. Yeah. And um, that is a trigger in the other way. Like, I have to be triggered in that way also. Like, when I start isolating, when I start eating crazy. See, I, I isolated when I got that AFib, when that first started. Right. Never in my mind. Um. I can't recall ever a time where I thought I was becoming depressed mm -hmm. other than that. Right. Seriously. Well, mortality. You know. And things that have to do with mortality. Yeah. You know, I mean, in your life and what you, what you want to do and am I healthy. I mean, I imagine the same thing happens when someone gets a diagnosis of cancer. Yeah. You know, or um, something of that nature. Yeah. You know, we have to, you know, the Word tells us that we have to stay alert, mm -hmm. but we don't. <laughs> yeah. That's what amazes me. Like, we sit here and we talk about it and we're, we're like, jam up and we're all in it because we're, we, we've had prayer time and we're doing the right things and we're walking the walk. You know, what happens for the days when we get up and we don't want to? You know, and, and that's the hardest part. And what I figured, you know good part about that is if I have surround myself with people who, you know, as we talked about last week, who have the same, you know, the singleness of purpose, they know. Like, they're there to hold me up when I can't hold myself up. Yeah, right. You know, and that's, and that's you know, the fellowship and one of the things about my recovery walk. It's like when I go, when I go to meetings and I walk into that room, you know, those people loved me before I could love myself. 
they knew exactly how I felt. They knew they knew every single time I was crawling out of my skin what it was like. You know, and then if you don't show up, you know, they call you, they want to know. It's, it's similar to the same thing, you know, in the fellowship groups we have. You know, if if someone goes dark and doesn't and does isn't responding, you know, or isn't you know talking or contributing, like something's going on, right? You know, and it requires us to say to go, you know, to make to make the stand on their behalf. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, accountability, and, and you know, but it's really love, right? Yeah, you know, if if you fall off of your walk and everybody does, you know, it is so helpful to have people there with you. Mm-hmm. To help get you back right. Um, and I, I couldn't be more grateful for that um, through this process because I don't, I don't think I could have gotten sober or stayed sober without, you know, those people, those people that keep me supported. Yeah. And they're in all ways, shapes and forms. You know, it's not all recovery, but, it, you know, it is mostly faith-based um, but that's super important because I'm not going to, you know, as much as I want to sit here and say, I'm going to stay right all the time. I've been known to walk out of this room and not be right. The moment I step through the threshold, Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's my, that's kind of my thought on that is how, how do we, how do we keep each other? Right. And, and maintain it because it's, it's not, I mean, the enemy's just looking for a window. You know, and I am quick to give him one sometimes, especially if I'm in that way, right? Yeah. And I think you, you pointed out some things to me this past week. You know, when I get into a place where I start talking about how I used to be or how I used to always be like this or it used to always, you know, like you you pick up on those things and you say to me, hey, thumbs up. Yeah. I don't see those things. Like, I don't know that I have veered off of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know that I am in distress until I am in distress. Like, literally. And then you're like, Jesse, you are coming unglued. Like, I literally don't see it. Ever. Yeah. It's, uh, It's easier to see in some people. Of course. Oh, wow. Now I'm a drama queen. (laughs) You are literally off the chain. Everybody out there listening, she is easily the craziest person I know and the craziest person you listen to. No, all joking aside. I am so much fun, stone cold sober. Right. It's easier to see. Did you just say right and keep going? Yeah. You better give that a little more acknowledgement. It's easy to it's easier to see in some people 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 that you speak with intentionally and sincerely. It's it's easier to see if you're just having a frugal nonchalant relationship with somebody. You're, you're not going to see it. What are your What is your thought about triggers are crutchy? No, no. <laughs> Stop there ain't no such a word. But you just said if you're having a nonchalant conversation, like what is our a nonchalant relationship? Okay, friendship, whatever you want to call it. That furthers my next thought. Why? Why what? Why would we have those? Is it not our 
our purpose to build and share, right? Like, why would we have an inner count, inner, inner counter, inner counter, an encounter? And I do it all the time. You know, I, I want to. Now I get that you have to have the acquaintances and the people that you, you know, work with, and you don't share too much personal stuff, and like you have to have boundaries. Like I get yeah. boundaries. Can you believe I said that? that? That's what I'm talking about. Is those people? Is I feel the, like you can't say those people. The, well, the, <laughs> the, the people in passing that are, are are in your life every day. I'm not saying they're undeserving of of anything. Sure. You know that you've got that God gives you. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's there's going to be some people you just don't get along with that you're not going to be able to have a. Uh, Right, com- I mean, everybody's a not connection right. with right, and then then that's what I always, you know, someone said it to me once. It takes all kinds, yeah, because just because I don't have a connection with you doesn't mean that someone I know or someone else, you know, that you're in the group can't have a connection with you, right? right? If you're in a group of people, not everybody's going to see things the same way, but there are going to be several people who see things the same way, and they're going to be interwoven in a way. That just makes the unit work. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. You know, and I always go back to it growing up. You know, my dad would say, you know, thank goodness for the people that that work for the trash company. Like, it was just a, and then my grandparents made a big deal out of the, the trash men. They're like, they would leave coolers out by the street and have snacks and drinks in them. And they were like, you know, that's a hard job that I don't want to do. Yeah. That I can't imagine doing, but mm-hmm. thank God somebody does. That's right. You know, and and they, you know, she they she would leave drinks and stuff in, in the cooler for them, but but it takes all kinds and thank all God kinds. for those people. And you know what? We're all his sheep. Oh, now we want to talk about the sheep and the shepherd? We're all his sheep. <laughs> That's right. Like for real. It don't matter if you manage millions of dollars. Like some high dollar real estate lady, finance lady. For, for, I made a switch. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> or if you're crushing rock, if you're picking up trash, if you're stocking shelves at Publix. That's right. Or, or if you're his, watching kids at home. In the end, mm-hmm. when Jesus says, "Hey, y'all, come to the house," none of this matters. None of you get what I mean. None of that kind of stuff sure. matters. Sure. At all. Yeah, I'd like to, and when you said that about, you know, the nonchalant relationships, like, I don't know that I have, um, that I have a bunch of those, other than like, you know, work-related and things like that, but even in, in what I find myself doing now that I'm sober, it is being more interested. What you... Here's my perception of you when it comes to that. Wow. I, Here we go. I don't see how you could have a nonchalant relationship with anybody. You are very social. You are very, uh, you're extremely bubbly and in your face. Nope. Nobody can just, just <laughs> like, you just don't well, say I, hey I to, to Jesse. I used to be passing. not very honest either. So, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can, I can definitely see that about you, but on my end, like you, ha- I have to be careful with that ego, that holier than thou, that work yeah. harder than you, and and don't let that become a, a reason for a nonchalant friendship. Sure, or, 
You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and be and be the the thing that stands in the way from sharing things that are that the, the other person may hear. And you know, I've had those conversations too. Like, you work with all those fellas. Yeah. You know, and your ability to share in the smallest way things that they may never you know here mm-hmm. in the manner that you share them and i only say that because you share things with me that i couldn't i couldn't and didn't hear and wouldn't have heard I'm, from anyone I'm glad else you said that too that will also make some friendships nonchalant you have been fear in your heart that somebody's going to think something about you that you don't know the word of god or that you're crazy and you ain't got no sense and you act you don't let him slip in there the yeah. enemy the enemy and then he's got you exactly where he wants you. Well, yeah, crippled. He's got you exact. He's done said, here's your trigger. Mm-hmm. Here's your crutch, you cripple. Well, you can't say that. Well, I mean. <laughs> that's, that's what he's saying. Is, is you he better, is trying to cripple us. You better, Absolutely. You better keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. because those people are going to doubt you. They're going to doubt you if you say this. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. They're going to think you're crazy. Yeah. They're, They're going to think that you're, you know, what was Zane said? It said something to me, and I've heard it before, you know, Bible thumpers and Jesus freaks. Yeah. You know, I don't want anybody to think I'm a Jesus freak. Right. Well, what? <laughs> Wait, you. I'm like, I, I like every single person I know, including my sweet, sweet little sponsee, who is not a not very faith driven. Like, even my Jewish friends, they know, yeah, that I'm a Jesus lover. Well, you now, know, I, and then just because I love Jesus doesn't mean I'm going to force my beliefs on you. You're not going to be abrasive about it, right? You know, I think that's that's the line. But people have a misconception, and, and it comes from fear. Mm-hmm. It comes, Absolutely. It comes from fear of, you know, us not wanting to share, and it comes from fear that the enemy puts in them on not being able to receive. Yeah. And that, I know from experience, comes from a worthiness. Yeah. Right? Like, it comes, we talk a lot about it, you know, being being in active alcoholism and feeling shame and guilt and fear that we're the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. That if people only knew, you know, if these people only knew half of the things I did, if these people only knew half, you know, like you all of a sudden feel like you're not worthy to be loved or accepted. But you were. Mm-hmm. And you are. That's right. And and trying to hear that from someone is hard. The enemy keeps that from us. Like, oh, you yeah. know, when it comes to someone. And that's why I'm like, for me, you know, it, it, and the, I love, love, love my church because it just welcomes you as you are. You know, there is no right way. You, you know, you come to him exactly how you are and he will fix you. Yeah. You know, people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna get my stuff together. When I get this together, when I do this, when I do that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get right with the Lord. I'm gonna go to church, or I'm gonna, you know, start reading the Bible." Well, what are you waiting on? Yeah, Word. you know, and I'm guilty of that. Oh yeah, me too. I, and, I'm, me. and I'm guilty of it on the other extreme. I'm gonna read my Bible every single day. I'm gonna do this Bible study. I'm gonna do three Bible studies. I'm gonna listen to four CDs on my way home. <laughs> like. I mean, the insanity of, I'm going to do, 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 do. Do you got CDs? I, I did. Shut up. But 
It's but, fine. But you don't anymore. No, I don't. I mean, the, no. Do they even still sell CDs? I don't know. Like, ain't everything downloaded on the internet Get now? Get up out of here with this. I don't know nothing about this internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like I was saying, like, the works mentality doesn't allow me to receive either. Yeah. That's the enemy blocking my ability to receive because I can't do enough. I don't have to do anything. You know, he he redeemed me. He has given everything that I need. It's already there. All I have to do is accept it. Mm-hmm. That takes action. And I never knew that was possible. You know, um, and I don't, and I don't know why. I mean. We always talk about, you know, there's a plan, there's God's plan, and I don't know, I don't have the finished version. Sometimes I try to peek around the corner to see what God's got going on, but it doesn't really work that way. Um, but it is, it is much easier for me to receive um, without being chemically dependent. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> Big I mean, time. I mean, I feel like that just deserved a duh, but... Yeah. But it also becomes the in addition to that because it isn't just about you know not drinking. It's about being aware. You know, I'm willing to look at and share with other people the things that have happened, and being, you know, willing to receive from somebody else to be better. Yeah. Um, because I can't, you know, I can't just do it on my own, um, and that's super helpful. You know, when other people. You know, are wanting to be better. I'm wanting to do better. It's inspiring, and I think that's something that I never experienced before either. Now you're in the midst of it. I know it's crazy. And you're one of them. You're a sheep. I was a sheep before, but I was but, just the one off lollygagging, <laughs> and then Jesus but, went on out there. But now you're going bah, bah. <laughs> Jesus went on out there and got me. Yeah. That's and brought right. me back. And he will every time. Every single time. He will every time. My stupid hind end walks up through that gate. Yeah. He'll go right back out there and get me. Every Word. single time. Well, how long we've been doing this? I mean, I don't know. You've just been talking up a storm. You talk so much. Fifty four minutes. That sounds like a perfect number to me. <laughs> <laughs> 54. Remember that cartoon that used to come on? The kids used to watch 54 Zulane. Stop it. You're just making stuff up now. I was about to ask you to give me something with 54 in it since you said it sounded perfect. 54 Zulane. Wow. I'm going to have to Google that when we're done here. I think it's 54. No, maybe it's 64. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got to talk 10 more minutes. Studio um, 54. Wow, you were way <laughs> off. <laughs> Studio 54. Okay, I've had about all. Oh, I I, and look, you need to write this down. I come up here, so you got to come to my house the next 10 times. Get up out of here, y- y'all. Just just send him a message and tell him how ridiculous he is. Don't send a message. We're, we're social media fasting. Oh, that's right. Okay. Send an email. Send an email. Yeah. Hashtag Team Jesse. <laughs> wow. It was fun. This is and has been Off the Elevator. I am your host, <laughs> Cornbread. And if you want him to read a book to you, he'll do it for free. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Ooh, uh, 
Did you ever read the the poem, The Jabberwocky? What? Twas brillig in the slithy toe. <laughs> did, did garl and gimble in the way. All mimsy were the marigolds. Wow. We got to get out of here, y'all. <laughs> we'll holla at you. Ooh.